Generally Speaking About the Church, episode number 43. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. My name is DG Holmes. And today we are doing, gosh, what is this, part three on judging others? Yeah, well, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> We've moved into part two of homosexuality. <laughs> yes, so part three of judging others and part two of homosexuality and your feedback. All right, so anyway. <laughs> Glad to clarify that. <laughs> I'm a little OCD. You got to awesome. just let me be, man. No, dude. I, I, I love making fun of you. All right. So <laughs> thank you. I, I, I'm okay with that. That's true friends right there. Yes, it is. And, and I'll probably sit in bed and just really wonder if you were really yeah, kidding or if you if I really need to work Letting on something. Letting you know. You, you can sleep well. Okay. Kidding. All right. Good. All right. So uh, anyway, if you are just now tuning in to the About the Church podcast, you do not want to listen to this episode right now. I, it seriously, you I, might I, want to, but we suggest not. Exactly, okay. you can. Yeah, I can't tell you if you really want to. I, right. I don't know what you want. Oh yeah, watch this. We're gonna delete it off your iPod right now. <laughs> right now. But, <laughs> but what you want to do is go to gspn.tv and you want to make sure you grab episode number forty and forty-one because this is an ongoing discussion and really this is quite literally immediately being recorded after episode number forty-two because right. we just simply ran out of time. And so with that, we're picking up where we left off. We've been talking about judging others. Uh, we have been talking about homosexuality. And, and DG's in the middle of a list of some topics. And he's going to go ahead and start back on just like topic number one. And, right. and, and then uh, just go on and uh, share the rest of your list. Okay, so, so the ahead. summary of number one was that homosexuality is in a list of all of, a whole bunch of other bad things, including lying, gossiping, slander, things like that. So if... Uh, if you want to pick out homosexuality to be this awesome, huge sin, I really would have to disagree with you. Uh, it is it is a sin just like the other ones. And so if we have a problem with it, then we need to deal, as Pastor, as, as Professor uh, Allen uh, is yes, always Allen. saying, we should really be dealing with heterosexuality before we even have to worry about homosexuality. Exactly. Um, I, I put that quote in there because I know he would want me to say yeah, it. But there, there's, you know, because a lot of people say, you know what, I will never let a homosexual be a, bi- a bishop. But how many, how often do we know that we have um, pastors or bishops who are addicted to pornography? Right. Exactly. You know, uh, seriously. I mean, right. is that not sexual immorality? Right. Yeah. Which is thrown right in there right. with the homosexuality and the judging other, or I'm sorry, in the slanders and the greedy. And right. Exactly. We have plenty of pastors, plenty of bishops, plenty of church leaders who are struggling with a whole host of other things listed in this first Corinthians chapter six exactly. uh, list of, of, of things right there with homosexuality. Right. Right. Okay. And that that was all part of God's DTR <laughs> to find the relationship talk. So anyway, yes, yeah, see that um, in episode 42. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I really, I was thinking about that and I said, he really, the thing that makes Genesis one really, really awesome is that there is a purpose and a created order to things. There is an order to it. God would create something and then he would feel it. He would, he would create something else and he would fill it. He would create something else Wait, and he would fi- fill it. Fill it or feel it? No, fill it. Like fill it up. Like fill her up. Fill her up. Okay, yeah. got it. I just it's, want to make sure. Because the know, first time I thought like, he would feel it. I'm like, wait a second. Right, right. I don't well, so, I mean, reading that So, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> he creates all this. He creates this planet, but then he fills it with water. And then he creates, you know, animals and he tells the animals to fill it. And he creates plants and he tells the plants to fill it. Gotcha. Um, and then he creates humanity, mankind. And then 
it says fulfill it. Right. And so there's a purpose behind all those things. And I don't necessarily see that procreation is happening or could happen through a homosexual relationship. Right. And so I, I, it just it goes against the order that I see that I find in Genesis. Right. And and I think that is and this is this is my personal opinion here. OK, <laughs> this is not the stance of the United Methodist Church or whatever else. Although, you know, you if you want the stance of the Methodist Church, you can go read uh, a book, uh, a book. One of our books, it's a huge doctrine that we have. Yeah, we the Nazarene Church had, it was called the Manual. The, man, the Manual. It was called the Manual. Well, ours is called the Book of Discipline, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but So if you want the official stance of the Methodist Church, go read that. This is not ever, it, nothing I say is the official stance of the Methodist Church. That's right. Period. Unless I'm reading from the Book of Discipline. And the only people that can speak for the entire non-Methodist Church is at General Conference when they actually rewrite or make additions or subtractions to the Book of Discipline. Yeah, and everything I say is not a representation of my own church. It's right. just, it's just my own messed up hodgepodge right, exactly. of living I just, life. And we also we, we might need to make that like at the end of every single episode. You know, kind of like you have intro music. We'll just say all views and not to express the Offer, offers excluded to uh, members yeah. outside of the United States. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> but anyways, so. if you have a uterus, you would not want to take this medication. <laughs> In so, some cases, it has led to death. So anyway, so and I think that's what Romans is actually talking about when it says, uh, and you can bring this up and read it if you want to, but it basically is just saying a lot of people want to read Romans. It's Romans 1. A lot of people want to read Romans 1 and say the wrath of God is poured out onto people through homosexuality. And they want to throw that. They want to say that God is pouring his wrath upon you into homosexual as a homosexual um, because you are homosexual, therefore his wrath is on you, and that's why AIDS, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just pure ignorance yeah, that flying is all over the stuff. place. Um, but if you read Romans, what it basically is saying is, well, God's created this DTR, and this is what define it looks, the relationship. Define the relationship talk, and, and he, and, but which is the Bible, and he's said, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, I've created things to have an order. And anyone who decides not to be in a relationship with me, that will be that will be my wrath. My wrath will be allowing you to be who you think you are without relationship with me. Okay. Because you will not find how you were created to be outside of relationship with me. Right. And that's what he says. You know, he says, and and, and it's not being cruel. He's not being mean or anything like that. If anything, he's allowing you to go your own way, even though he loves you and cares for you and desires to be in a relationship with you. Exactly. Which I see is true relationship. It's true love. The only way you have real love and real relationship is there is always an option to be able to say, no, I don't want to be a part of this. Can I take us You choose a, to be a part of it. Can I take us down a rat hole? Sure. Uh, this rat is, hole. Yes. Yeah. Mac Break Weekly fans know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. So, so okay. We, we all, God's created this perfect creation. He's created man, woman, and he's given them free will. They've given them the ability to choose sin. They right. chose sin. Yes. Okay. We. And we. Yes. <laughs> they. We. Have we always chosen. want to blame it on them, yeah. but in reality, you know what? We're okay. a part of that decision. Yeah. So we chose sin. <laughs> right. Right. So we're promised that one day Jesus will come back, and 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 the and the reason why we were allowed to choose sin was because we had to be given the opportunity to sin, or otherwise we couldn't honestly love God. It would just right. be more of a robot right. relationship. Right. So um, anyway, when we get to the promised eternal life, we're told that there will be no more of this, no more of that, no more of this. So in heaven, is it possible, is it possible to sin in heaven? And, and, and I asked my professor that one time. Yes. And, uh, because when I said was, 
okay, there are angels, uh-huh. and God allowed angels to be able to say, I desire not to be in relationship with you. And so right. he says, okay, you are. I will allow you to do that. And that's okay. how Satan came about, blah, 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 blah. Yes. So, yes. I, 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 you know, to me, I don't see why there would be this um, forcing you to be in relationship with God in heaven. So, so if you get up there and the pearly gates ain't what it th- you, all cracked up to be, and you could just say, no, I, I, I don't want this. I think God would love you so much that he would allow that. I, you know what? I, I know that that's a rat hole, but it's it's been one of those things that you just don't ask, you know? Yeah. No, you, I you, ask it all the time. What are you like, well, I mean, you, you just don't. I mean, it, it just. Well, let's just put it this way. You don't hear that much, you know, talked about in your Sunday school class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's not going to top it. It's normally it's, coming up. Yeah, exactly. But, I, you know, I, I got to think to myself, but, you know, I, I, there is no possible way I could ever imagine what heaven is like. I, none at all. Um, I have no clue. You know, and, I, I, and I, one thing I'm certain about. Well, you know about, what? I take that back. I know a little bit of what heaven is like because I have a relationship with God. It's just yeah. going to be this ultimate, ultimate, penultimate, you know, kind of a thing that's going on. So I that, that part I can't I imagine. know that they're going to have Chipotle there. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> they're going to have Chipotle? Uh, yes. But gonna it's going to be like Chipotle made by, you know, Emerald. Yes. Know, <laughs> it's like the best Chipotle in the entire world Dude, ever. The, the tomato salsa is going to be out of this world. Literally. It'll be in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Okay, so we're going to come out of the rat hole. We're crawling yes, out. We're, here we come. Okay, that was me crawling out of the rat hole. Sorry hold about on, that. That on. just killed let your me, ears. Let me flush that rat hole. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> that rat hole is now gone. All right. So so reading in, reading in <laughs> Romans, the wrath of God is really just allowing people to go their own way. Gotcha. And uh, and it talks about a debased mind and things like that. But he's, he's just allowing them to say, hey, I will tell you, you will not be living the life and you will be causing not what the picture I have for you is to go live your life on your own without relationship with me. And I will allow you to do that. Right. But my arms are always open and I desire to be in relationship with you at all times, period. Uh, So anyway, the next thing I was going to say was uh, I think that we need to have some points that are positive for homosexuality so people can be able to wrestle with these things. And I actually heard a podcast. It was the Homebrew Christianity podcast that the, the Flaming Heretic was on. And they actually had a homosexual pastor from uh, Oklahoma. And he, he has become pretty, pretty uh, you know, on TV a lot with politicians a lot and stuff like that. And, uh, and it, was an inter- it was a very interesting podcast. Um, and he basically brought up that um and and this is what I, this is what I was gonna say is I I found a lot of I found a few points that I've heard that support homosexuality comes out of the liberation theology. Okay. Now let me define liberation theology. <laughs> Please do because uh, I'm lost now. Uh yeah sorry liberation theology and you can Wikipedia this um that's all I'm looking at as well right now but it basically started out um in Latin America uh, but also in Europe of places that were dominated by Marxist Marxist ac- activism. What are you laughing at? Someone in the chat room. <laughs> Someone in the chat room says Chipotle can't hold Freebird's jockstrap. <laughs> you know what? I I freaking love Freebird's though. I've, I've got to be honest. To, what with is Freebird's? Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Well, like, you know it? what? I think I, I this is this is my personal opinion. Okay, this is another rat hole. You're gonna have to flush it again. Don't do a question yet. No, I won't. Go ahead. Okay. But uh, Chipotle, I think, has better tasting. And there's only one thing on there that's better tasting. Better tasting um, carnitas. It's by far my favorite as far as the carnitas. the best pork, huh? Best pork in the entire place. But Freebirds, like if you order a, a, a monster 
which I think this is pretty sure this is a monster. If you order a monster, it is literally larger than your and I's heads. Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's massive. I have a shirt that says unwrap my monster, but it says free birds in the back. <laughs> I, hey, hey, DG, do me a favor. Yeah. Throw, throw that rat hole in that garbage can over there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I didn't know the rat hole was nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Anyway, so liberation theology came out of Latin America. This is crazy. And Europe. But it was basically saying there are poor people in the world. And they were fighting this understanding that poor people will always be poor, always, and rich people will always be rich. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. And they're saying, wait a second, <clears throat> that's not cool. That's not the Christianity that I read. That sounds it. like karma. Well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. And so, um, and so that's not cool. The Bible we read is is a form of bringing people out of oppression and liberating them from that oppression. So it started out as a fight against governments, basically. Okay. Uh, but then uh, the radical blacks, like Black Panthers and stuff like that, started taking this theology up saying, yeah, 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 we need to do this stuff too. Then it moved on to the feminist movement, and now it's being used a lot in the homosexuals, uh, by homosexuality, because they're saying we've got to be liberated from these bad thoughts or these oppressive thoughts about how bad this stuff is. And so they, they, it's it's this kind of a theology that it's coming up out of. Okay. Um, so anyway, I say that just to, to be able to define what uh, liberation theology, a little bit of it is. And to, to tell you the truth, I've done very little research on this too. So if you guys know more about it, then send us an email or, you or know, give us a no, voicemail. Do, do, us do a, a voicemail. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah, do a voicemail and make it short. Good luck on that one. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of people want to say then, um, then and, and this guy was actually saying, um, that a lot of slavery in the first century church and in the Old Testament as well, they would, I mean, they literally were an object. So there would be, there would be all kinds of sexual immorality that's going on with slavery as well as abuse and, and uh, sexual abuse as well as just regular abuse, just beating them and things like that, that are all attached to slavery. And so therefore, um, a lot of times, sometimes the slaves were considered homosexuals and so he's saying that this is another form of oppression and we've got to liberate themselves. We've got to liberate homosexuality out of that um, and, and saying those things. Um, uh, and, and so they might even be gay. So basically he says when, 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 when we've done, if the church has done away with slavery, then we should be doing away, you know, with, with this bad stance of homosexuality. Okay. That's what he. That's the. That's one of the stances that some people have said, um, because we 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 dealt with the women issue, like women's rights and stuff like that. Because in the Bible, there's a lot of stuff against women, but the head covering and right? all that and the, other and, stuff. And, and we've dealt with the slavery issue in the Bible, and 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 that's no longer accepted or a norm. So now the next step is to deal with homosexuality. That's the next step to come out of of the bad stuff that. That that happens. So that's that's their progressive thinking. That's that's the that's the logic. I'm just I'm just no, saying. No, these no, no, yeah. I'm, just saying, I'm so, not gonna. So you're not saying that this is what you think. This, you're just sharing no, no, no. with this. This exactly. I okay. want to give other viewpoints of sure. What, and, no, and that's we, good. And we, I would love to have. You know, it would be great to be able to have a homosexual pastor come on and 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 find another pastor to come on who I know is not going to bash them or hate them. Yeah. And really say, hey, let's have a discussion here. Let's really have a discussion to say. Okay, you know, and get to the points because I know that if everything was hunky dory, then everyone would have said, "You're right. 
that does mean that, and and it's a mute issue. Okay, let's move on. Right. But there's got to be some form of saying, well, this, this translation of this word is this, and the other person says, yeah, but it has multiple meanings, and you're just using this one uh, to be able to prove blah, 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 blah. So, okay. Then some argue in the Bible um, that um, he was talking about eunuch, like the eunuch that was on the side of the road that he was like, so what do I do now? And he's like, can I get, is it too late for me to be baptized? And he says, no, go go ahead. There's a lake over here. Uh, a lot of people want to read that eunuchs, several eunuchs at the time period were homosexuals um, that, that had <laughs> some stuff taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't only necessarily slaves or something else like that. And he said, so the eunuch could have been gay. And here we're showing a salvation understanding to the eunuch. Okay. Uh, who is gay. Uh, and there's another one that says uh, when Christ healed the Roman official's servant. Um, yes. That in two of the Gospels, it uses the word servant, but in one of the Gospels, it uses another term, which could have been a term for uh, a homosexual relationship, like a gay lover. Oh. Um, because it was not uncommon at all for the Roman soldiers of the time period when they go off to battle to have relationships, I did that in quotes, um, homosexual relationships during that time period. And so he's he's saying one of the arguments is in that case, when Christ healed this Roman official's servant, it was really his gay lover and Christ was healing him. Um, so I, those are just the, those are the main points that I heard in that one podcast. That's why I would love to be able to have some discussion going around there. Um, but but I just I wanted to give those points out there. I wanted to say, right. you know, this is what I heard on a podcast from a homosexual pastor in Oklahoma that is saying that homosexuality is okay. Right. And I wanted to give different <clears throat> viewpoints on that. But here's the thing, and I've heard that one question is, are they born with it or is it a choice? Right. That's a huge issue. And then and then you already touched on the other ones. Should they join the church? Should they be married in the church? Should they be ordained um, at, You know, in the church? All of these have got to be questions that we are willing to wrestle with, that we're willing to ask and willing to deal with. Yeah. The, um, I'll tell you what. I want to said just, a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. Sure. No, no, no. Do not apologize. Okay. That's, I that's just, what this. I, so. I, I really want, I, I wanted to come to this with, with, with a healthy respect and love for other people. And Absolutely. So I, I didn't want them to just hear one side. I wanted to do the best I could. Of course, you know, I don't know very much of the other side. And that's why I was just asking, you know, encouraging people to be able to, to, to with love and with grace to be able to write in or give us a voicemail and let us know, you know, some points and we can be, and it's okay to disagree. We can still love one another. Yes, we can. Because if I have, I have, if I have problems with you, then I have problems with myself and with my mom and with my wife, and, you know, then with everybody, because I do see everyone, you know, I, if I have a problem with that, then I've got a problem with slanders and liars. And I do have a problem with slanders and liars. I have a problem when that, I do. And it. that's what we're going to, that's what I want to touch on is yeah. as far as letting people into the church as members and leadership positions sure. and stuff like that. And, and some of the, you know, some of the, um, greater places of authority are there greater requirements but uh let's go to rick for just a moment and he's left us a voicemail uh and and let's see what rick had to say cool. this is rick from wisconsin calling for the about the church podcast hi cliff and dg um the issue for this coming show is going to be homosexuality which um i'm looking forward to hearing your comments on it's uh one of those topics I was thinking about composing a call and offering up as a topic myself. Um, to start with, I have a, a brother who is gay, and I've done some studying. I've gone to some seminars and uh, 
try to see how to treat the issue, how to love the people in your life that are in that lifestyle. And I think there are scriptures that make it clear that it is a sin, um, so I can't contone the behavior, but I can still love the person, and I'm very close to my brother. And I think we should not elevate one sin above another. I think Cliff mentioned the fact that um, there are a lot of other sins uh, and things that people get condemned for within the church, and then there's those uh, the opposite side of that coin is that there are sins that don't seem to be condemned that should be. And um, if you just go uh, from this statement about uh, homosexuality being an abomination to the Lord that goes back to the verse in Leviticus, uh, remember that that entire chapter uh, relates to sexual behavior uh, that God frowns upon in, in many different forms. Uh, and includes quite a list there, most of which I think uh, nobody would try to justify any of those other uh, ones on that list as being okay. And the other part of that is that the book of Leviticus contains many other laws, and if, if you're trying to be held to those laws, then you can't uh, wear clothing that's composed of more than one type of thread and you can't uh, eat meat that has any blood left in it. Uh, so you better make sure your steak has no juice. Uh, otherwise, you'd be violating the law just as much as someone who's, who engages in homosexual behavior does. And I think if you look in the New Testament, in the list that Paul wrote out, uh, there's many other behaviors that are condemned there, uh, such as uh, gossip and such as uh, children being disrespectful to their parents and uh, lying and things things that um, we seem to get by with a lot in our society. You don't see people standing outside of a courthouse when someone's on trial for stealing with a sign that says God hates thieves. You know, so um, I think we need to treat people with love and uh, if we're close enough to them to raise the issue, uh, they may not, not be aware of the scriptures that pertain to that and have an opportunity to present that to them and let them decide on their own to change their behavior because we can't make anybody else change what they're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's other behaviors either. When you deal with someone who maybe has an alcohol problem or maybe has a drug problem or maybe has an eating problem and you, you want to help that other person, uh, they still have to decide. They, they have to be motivated from within in order to stop that. Um, I think that's all my comments for now. Thanks. Rick, thank you so much. Thanks, Rick. Um, I think he covered a lot of the same things that we had uh, touched on as well. But uh, before we leave the topic of of um, this idea of, of judging others and, and homosexuality uh, specifically, um, I want to talk about, because you know what? I still, and, and we're not going go to go into this one today. But I still have a struggle with the concept of, of a woman pastor. Not, oh, yeah. not that I think it's wrong, but I have a hard time imagining myself being a member of a church where the pastor was a woman. I have no idea why. I, I'd i like to say... Well, come visit some Methodist churches right well, here. I'll tell you which ones what, to Well, you know what? I was a member of the Nazarene Church. In the Nazarene Church, we had a woman pastor in sure. our district. Sure, sure. I, I I would love to say that I, I'm not sexist and there's not a sexist bone in my body, but for some reason, 
there's something in me that just that that just doesn't click. Maybe it's I not don't a sexist understand. bone. Maybe it's sex, sexist cartilage. You maybe think it's so? Just, just in a little. Nose, maybe right? it's in the yeah. nose. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know what it is. I really don't understand why I feel that way. And obviously, I have a great deal of respect for the leaders of the Methodist Church and the Nazarene Church, and that I truly believe that these Episcopal men, and, yeah, exactly, keep, keep going. <laughs> and, and I believe these people are men and women of God that that have looked at the scriptures and discerned and made a decision that they felt was biblically accurate enough for them to say, "Okay, we will now allow this." Right. But so, just so you know, I'm still struggling with the idea of having a woman as a pastor. Mm-hmm. So. I just want you to understand that the next leap to understand to have a, a homosexual as a pastor. Now, that is not even dealing that. I mean, the you know, some people are saying, well, you know, I, what if I was born this way? Well, a woman's obviously born a woman. But <laughs> in I, most cases. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> DG, I'm on. telling you, there are other I know. cases out there. I know, man. Come on. Oh, gosh. Digging that hole. Wow. Anyway, but I I struggle with because there there's nothing in the Bible that says being a woman is a sin, right? No. Okay. No. No. Okay. So to to I I can I can I personally can accept and have no problem with suggest if somebody says, well, you know, I'm thinking about going to this church and becoming a member and really bringing my gifts and talents there, and the and the and the pastor of that church happens to be a woman. What do you think? I have no problems saying, well, if this is where you feel God is leading you and calling you, then go there. But if I had the same person and, and they said, well, and the and the uh, and the pastor of the church happens to be an open homosexual and and is and has an arranged relationship or even a, if they call it a marriage with his gay lover. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I I'm going to confess that I have a real issue with that. Right. And and it's not that I it's not that I'm judging the person, but I I'm saying that there is something that the it, and somebody says, well, Cliff, do you not? Would you have the same problem if it, they said, well, um, you know, because this is what this is all coming back to. And trust me, I'm I'm working this out in my own head, and so I you know you can be upset with me, right, right, right. if you want. But I'm just I'm being honest and authentic right, and transparent yeah, sure. with what I'm thinking and, awesome, and what's dude. going through my head. But and somebody might say, well, Cliff, what if that same friend instead they said the head, the pastor of the church is homosexual and lives with his gay lover? Um, what if they instead say, you know, well, the pastor of the church is extremely obese and has an issue with uh, with uh, morbidly um, what's that called where where you eat all the time? What uh, that sin? It's called obesity. Uh, no, it's not obesity. It's gor- <laughs> it's uh, gorging yourself. No, it, there's there's a word for it. Eating. No, <laughs> gluttony. Thank you. So it took me. What you know was a was a horrible glutton. I prefer eating. And and, and continued to to just sure, sure, sure. you know ju- you could just tell from one Sunday to the next ten pounds were added. You right. know that kind of thing. And, right, right, and you've got a you know a nine hundred pound pastor. I mean, so let me ask you why why am I seeing the difference? I don't. I want to say that I struggle with it. Right. I struggle with it. I've seen some extremely overweight pastors who. And I'm talking massively overweight that that it just obviously have who might no, have a thyroid have, problem. Well, it could be, you know, yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah. But but for some reason, for some reason, there are these. I, I want to say this: I would have a problem in some other areas, though. If if the pastor happened to be a gossip, 
and continued to gossip and 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 that was his lifestyle, then yes, I would have the same problem as the homosexual pastor who lived with his gay lover. If if the pastor was um, a, a greedy man who who just you could just tell his life was full of greed and it was in un, it was not being checked and he was not confessing to working on the issue, sure. then yes, I'm going to have the same problem with that pastor. Right. If the pastor was a thief and he was stealing money from the offering. Yes, I'm going to have the same problem with it. So, so there are some things sure. that I was still so so in my mind. Okay, if the Bible says something is a sin, this is where I'm coming down on this. Okay. And the sin is missing the mark. It's it, it's a it's an archery term. You are missing the mark it, of the DTR. You're, okay, you're not you're not accepting the DTR. And I'll even go so far in my mind to say that John Wesley's definition of sin means something that I'm I'm knowingly going against the will of God. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So so basically I I'm making a conscious decision to go against the known will of God. If that's the case with a with somebody who wants to become a member, I'm not going to say that people I don't know that I would say that a homosexual could not become a member of the church. But I would say that somebody who is struggling with pornography and has that addiction and has not had it under control and does not have the right accountability in place and who has not confessed to repenting from that sin of, of being addicted to pornography and, right. and and viewing that I would I would not allow that person to hold a place of leadership, leadership. within the church. Mm-hmm. I would not allow somebody who has a a problem with just a, a, what's that called uh narc or the when you or kleptomaniac oh, where somebody stuff, is, yeah. is always stealing stuff and they just don't have it under if, if I had a if, if there was a uh pastor or, or a, a Sunday school teacher who all of a sudden was spending borrowing money from their grandmother because they've lost all their money at the gambling boat because of greed I would not let that person be in a position of leadership so when I say that I would not personally want a homosexual who is not repentant and understanding and and of the fact that this is a, a something that the Bible says is wrong right and if you're unrepentant of that I'm not saying that I would not let them become a member of the church but I would certainly not let them become a leader a Sunday school leader a, a deacon an elder or or sure. anything else within the church right and Timmy, so Timmy has to deal with that with youth counselors okay you know she's she um you know, she's a part of, you know, she's, she's a pastor, a youth pastor. And someone says, I want to help out with the youth group mm-hmm. and someone, you know, and, and she's like, okay, well, cool. That's great. And then they, you know, the, that person gets written up on DWI charges. Well, do the parents or does you, or do you think God even wants someone who, you know, has these tendencies to be able, and, and youth are going to look at that and say, well, wait a second. You know, I get, she just had a discussion just a week ago with a youth whose brother had sex outside of marriage, had a baby, but the baby was miscarried, married her anyway, and they're they're married and they're having they have a wonderful relationship. They actually had their second miscarriage, but his brother, his little brother, who's in the youth group now, thinks sex outside of marriage is just fine. Mm-hmm. And she's just saying, you know, oh my gosh, this is very frustrating. You know how how do you, <laughs> when he looks at his brother, he sees his life is just fine. Right. He does not see the horrible pains and, and, and frustrations and, and just difficulties he had to live through with his now wife because of the decisions that he made earlier. Right. And so, you know, it's the same thing. I, I just and, and, and here's the other thing. I, well, I have a, a, a decent friend of mine who's a pastor in, here in Kentucky and Lexington. 
And he was saying, when you join a Methodist church, one of the things you say is, or the pastor asks you, do you reject the spiritual forces of wickedness um, and, and evil? And if so, say I do, you know, or something else like that. And he says, so I have problems with homosexuals coming in to the church service because they have to say yes to this if they want to be a part of the church. And, you know, and my first thought is, well, okay, <laughs> let's throw that same logic out to adulterers and to, you know, liars right. and gossipers. And, you know, then no one would ever be a part of your church. Congratulations. Right. Exactly. You know, um, but, but it, this is the DTR that God has set aside. I mean, he has said, I do not, I, the created order, homosexuality is not a part of the way I, I created you. It might, you might have tendencies towards it, but I also give you the ability to be able to fight those tendencies, whether it's well, we were all bound. I, I right. was, I was, and 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 I, I did see this, and I, I apologize for cutting no, no, you off. I just cut on. you off. But I did You're see. You're going to say something. I am. The, the other person said the per, other person in the chat room said recently, and I, I have to scroll up. It's like, well, were you born? Was that person born a klepto? Right. Was that person born with this? And and honestly. I want to say that I was born a slanderer, a gossip. I was born into sin. I was born into sin. I right. was I was born with a tendency of arrogance and self-importance. I was uh, of um, uh, selfishness. I mean, I I was born into all of those things. Right. Yeah. And, and that's so, and that's and that's that's you know part of the story. That's part of the story of God and in, in His creation is is this fall understanding, you know, and whether you believe it was an actual event or not, it's, you know, it's, it, that's the representation of the fall is, is going on and saying, you know, Hey, we are, we are not in the right relationship that God created us to be in at the beginning. And in first Corinthians chapter six, verse 11, and that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, which means set up, set aside, or set apart for God. Holy, uh, and you were justified, meaning that you, you know what, that what you've done in your past completely wiped away, just as if you'd never sinned before. And you were all this was done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Right. And so, yes, you may have been born with the, all of these different tendencies and all these different feelings and urges and all of these other things that would bring pleasure to you. Sure. But God's saying these are the moral guidelines for which I believe will give you the best life and what I intend for you. Do you accept them? Right. And I actually want to read this. And this is actually talking about what you just talked about, but also the voicemail you displayed. The Old Testament, however, this is, by the way, this is a book called The Moral Vision of the New Testament, a contemporary introduction to New Testament ethics by Richard B. Hayes, H-A-Y-S. By far my favorite writing on homosexuality. Okay. By far. Um but the Old Testament, however, makes no semantic distinction between ritual law and moral law. Um, so, you know, you have to do this. You have to clean out the, the mold in your house, blah, blah, blah. And you you must not have sex outside of marriage. There's no distinction between these things. Okay. Uh, the same section of the holiness code also contains, for instance, the prohibition of incest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leviticus 18, 6 through 18. Uh, is that a purity law or a moral law? And that's what his question is. And we always keep on saying, well, he has this moral law, blah, 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 blah. But all those things were never, ever really defined out. This is moral code and this is, you know, this is law code. Um, And so Leviticus makes no distinction in principle. In each case, the church is faced with the task of discerning whether Israel's traditional norms remain in force for the new community of Jesus followers. In order to see what decisions the early church made about this matter, we must turn to the New Testament, of course. 
And so he's just basically kind of talking about you know, all those people that say, well, he gave us this code or this ethical code. And then we have to go to the New Testament to be able to find out if that code was still going on at that time period. Right. And, and homosexuality, of course, along with gossip, slander, and all those things were still a part of that code that they were living out saying, you know, this is not right. This is not the good things. This is not the way God created things. Right. Well, I think we have beaten this topic to death. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and, but I, I just want to, I just want to say out there, please, if you're a Christian, please start loving people. Yes. Golly. <laughs> and, and let me just say, if you are a homosexual, please understand that I love you. And, we love and, you. And, I love and, you. and, and I want you to understand that, um, I don't say any of the things that I've said to hurt you. I share with you what I believe, right. what I feel, what I believe to be true, uh, m- through the best of my understanding of the scriptures, which I will tell you is limited at best. Right. But I want you to understand that I love you as an individual. Sure. And, and for those of you who are greedy, I'm there with you sometimes. <laughs> More, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I love you. I want you to know that if you are a glutton, I want you to know I'm seeking help myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'm not going to eat a burrito. <laughs> we, we, I, we can say we. <laughs> we're two big men. So you know what? Um, what we're we're all we're always <laughs> we're always trying to let you guys know that that God is a God of love, and that He desires nothing more than to have a relationship with you. Right. You know, I'm not saying that He desires all of us to be in a leadership position in the church, though. Right. You know, and and, and some of us have, you know, and if he does call us to do that, I believe that there are some higher responsibilities. There are greater um, there are greater requirements that that God puts on those. And that's just my own personal feeling. Right. right. But, you know, and that's the way I the way I describe it is, hey, listen, I can love you and we can care for one another and you can love me for the person that I am. Yep. Um, and, 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 And I'm okay with you not choosing Christianity. I mean, if you decide, hey, this DTR thing is not for me, Mm -hmm. it, it hurts me to know that you're that you have not chosen to be a part of the kingdom of God. Um, but I can't do anything about it and I still love you. Right. And I think the, the same thing is true of God. I think the same thing is true, should be true of the church. Can we rock it through some feedback real quick? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Uh, this is from Ryan in the gspn.tv community. He says, I am desperately working my butt off to find a new lifestyle for my family and myself. To be quite honest, working 70 plus hours a week is going to kill me eventually. And I feel like I'm missing out on watching my daughter grow up. Not to mention the diabetes keeps creeping up no matter what meds I take. If it goes into type 1, then I lose my CDL and will be disqualified from my job. I have been looking into some online businesses to take on in the event that of all that's been happening, but I'm not all that tech savvy, nor do my podcast have the gravitas or oomph that, I, that could justify asking people to pay for them. I mainly do them for fun because recordings and listening to music is what interests me the most. That's probably my, was my downfall getting into rock and metal scene. Uh, that dang heavy music, laughing out loud. Heavy metal music, yeah. Yep. All right. And then I'm not asking for any donations or sympathy from you all. Just encouragement and tips and your prayers. I am not really a Christian type of guy, although once upon a time I had a pretty, I was pretty big into it. I guess I've been caught up in all that what the world has to offer and that I have strayed way off base. I suppose you could say that I want to, in quotations, come home. Wow. Ryan, my friend, I am so thankful to have you out there listening 
and and all I can say, all that I want, to, well, actually, I could say so much. And but sure. but all I'm going to say is, when you seek God, you will find Him. When you seek Him with all of your heart and your soul, and you can come home anytime. In fact, one of the uh, the daily devotional that I did do in my personal devotions today was all about the idea, the concept of of looking at God as the parable of the the son who who squandered everything and then came mm-hmm. home, the lost son. And God just with open arms, not just waiting for you to run to him, but God actually running towards you, sure. coming to meet you and celebrating your wanting to come home. Right. And so find God, find him. I'm not saying go and, become that Christian. Just find God right. and, and let and, it happen. And I'm saying I'll always do this. I never will not do this. And find never a community. Will not. That's right. Home includes family. Yes. And and so I want to encourage you to find that community, find that family um, that can walk with you through the crap. Even if you did go into type one diabetes, that a family that yes. will that will walk with you through that. They might not have any money. They might not be able to do anything, but they will definitely be there and to love on you and care for you, you as best they possibly can. You do not please, want to please, go through crisis without love of the of Christian brothers and sisters. Right. A healthy family. Um, a healthy family. Yeah, <laughs> if, it's not. Yeah, if, just if not any Christians. If it's if it's a church that's going to be bad mouthing you or something else like that or telling you how bad yeah, you get are, get away from those people. You know, I'm not interested in that. You know. Yeah, I need to Find get some rid people of, that will love you. I hate that word Christians. It's so <laughs> loosely <laughs> little, defined. Oh yeah. All right. You, will you read from Karen for just a moment? Sure. Cliff and DG. I was born and raised a Catholic, as were my children. I'm I'm assuming Roman Catholic, not the Universal Church. Okay. <laughs> Uh, my husband and my kids went to Catholic school, yet I attended public school and went to catechism, which is um, the, the the Catholic's the T- word for, um, yeah, the DTR. The, the, the DTR <laughs> of the church. The, I call it the brainwashing session of the Methodist church, but <laughs> it's confirmation. Catechism yes. and confirmation, yeah. same thing. Like you, Cliff, I love the celebration of Easter. When I was a child, I looked very forward to those masses and the celebration of the resurrection. When I got older, for one reason or another, I left the church but continued to carry its teachings in my heart. When my children were in grade five, their class would act out the, the Stations of the Cross, and I have to tell you, it was the most beautiful thing to see those kids putting their heart and soul out there for all to see. Can I just tell you, the Stations of the Cross is my all-time favorite Catholic ritual. Nice. It awesome. is so awesome. That's cool. I love it. And if I could just find out when it happens here locally, I would go every year. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Somebody let me know when it happens in in the American Catholic Church because it happens different in other countries. So oh, yeah. so whenever it happens here, I want to know so I can make an appointment to go Especially and if there's see. a cool something going on, you know, around the area. And I would so go to a cathedral and just partake in the Stations of the Cross. Take the entire family. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. Cool. Uh, even though some of them might not be found in the Bible. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I'm just joking. I've got to give them a hard time. Okay. Um, when my children were in grade five, the, their class would act the stage. I've got to tell you this beautiful thing. That, blah, blah, blah. What? Um, she said blah, blah, blah. I don't the see The most that. beautiful thing, to see those kids putting their heart and soul out there for all to see. You, you stopped me in the middle of okay. the sentence. So I wanted gotcha. to finish. After I got sick, I had a stroke in 2005, I began to slowly come back to the church because I find for me that prayer is very comforting. I'm also exploring other religions to draw faith from. Is this wrong? Is it okay for me to go to shul one night and attend mass the next? I'm finding that there are more similarities than differences in our religions and enjoy making this comparison. That's in quotes. I've come to realize that I am not a religious person, but a very spiritual person. Yet I do not want to make any mistakes in crossing boundaries. I think you guys do an awesome job on about the church. And I also enjoy listening to watermark sermon, Chad rocks 
Well, my two cents, Karen melting in very humid Massachusetts. Karen, thank you so much. What do you Thanks, think Karen. about her question about is it is it wrong for her to go to Shoal one night and attend Mass on the other? There, Man, you're talking about a really, really slippery slope. And a lot of people would say, how dare you do that? Right. <laughs> um, because... It, it, you know, when you go to, when you look at other religions, you are, you, you are looking into something that is not Christianity. Um, and so, um, if you're looking at those other religions for a salvific understanding for salvation, um, whatever that term means for you, then, then, um, you are not following Christianity. Um, so I just, I want to clarify that. So if you are going to these things and you're looking for salvation there, uh, then you are saying, then you're basically saying, I like a little bit of Christianity. I like a little bit of this. And you're basically a universalist. Um, and because you're saying that everyone can get to God and get to heaven, uh, it doesn't matter how you get there. Right. Um, that's what, that's what you're basically stating in your actions, um, uh, by going there. Now I know a lot of Christians that go to all these places because they want to learn maybe a new method or a new way of being able to be in relationship with Christ, but their relationship with Christ uh, is always foundation period. And I know a lot of people that would say, don't you dare even mess with those things because those people are going to convert you away and you're not going to be in relationship with Christ. And I have seen that personally several times in my life. Um, So is it, is it wrong? I'll tell you right now, the Roman Catholic church would say, yeah, it's wrong. (laughs) How dare you do that? Um, you know, you're no longer going to be Roman Catholic. Um, and you could very easily lose. What's it called when they kick you out? Um, oh, gosh. Um, oh, I forget now. It, oh, gosh. They excommunicate excommunication, you. You've yeah. been excommunicated. Um, so anyway. Which I think that means they just break off all communications. Thanks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, they basically, you cannot take communion I know, when, you, I, I, when I know, you've I been know. excommunicated. So, um but anyway, so I, I really think that you're probably teetering on that. If that is a big, big deal for you to be Roman Catholic, then you need to you need to take that up with a Catholic priest and find out more information about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you're going to it, um, and you you're, you say there's a lot of similarities, and you're basically saying, you know, it, it, to me, to me, I would be scared because um, not scared, but I would be, I would. I, I just don't know if if uh, I, I don't know I don't know what your understanding of the Christian faith is right, right. now. I don't know what level you're at. Um, if you can be able to go to um, you know a synagogue and worship there, but still know that Christ is your King and in of your life, and you want to be a part of the kingdom, and you're just experiencing another way of how people experience spirituality, then that's fine. I, I, whatever. But I do believe that, you know, those things can very easily creep in to your thinking. And, and eventually you would just say, you know, forget this one thing. Um, but like we said, God loves you enough that he would allow you to do that. So, um, yeah, I, the, the question of is it is it wrong? You know, the, I, you know, I always whenever somebody asks the question, is it wrong or is it right to do this? Um, I don't like to ask that question anymore. One of the things that I've learned uh, and I came through a sermon from Andy Stanley is not asking what is wrong. What what can I do? How far can I go without breaking the rules? Right. right. Uh, and because and that's not always. But the the best question ever is what Andy Stanley calls it. The best question. What is the wise thing to do based upon my past experiences, based upon my current circumstances and based upon my future hopes and dreams? What for me is the wise thing to do? 
And so I would suggest that you ask yourself that question. And that I cannot answer. I cannot answer whether or not it's right or wrong. There's nothing in the Bible that says you can't. Well, I don't know. Maybe it does. There, there is, there is some inklings in there that says, "Don't let a, a deceiver come in. Don't even welcome somebody in that teaches a different gospel into your house." Right. There, there are some scriptures that that go there. But, but I'm not going to tell you personally and answer that question for you. I, I think it's something that that I would ask you, not asking what is the right or wrong thing, but, but what is the wise thing for you? And, and, and maybe you're seeking that out. And, and what I'll do, um, Karen, is I'll be praying for discernment that God will grant you discernment through the study of scripture, through the study of, uh, or through some devotional time alone and, with God and, and community and in community <laughs> with, with other, other people, other healthy believers in Christ. Right, exactly. And I will, I just pray that you will seek and find the discernment and the wisdom to make the wise decision, not the right decision. Right. And I want to say something else, but it's going to be a part of one of the other emails. So. Okay. Uh, Richard from England says, hey, just a quick note to say that on the last edi- or the last edition was great. I have uh, matured. As I have matured as a Christian, I have uh, come to more of a round and more similar viewpoint as Tess. Uh, let's see here. Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. But he did not say, let's see, but he did not say it had to be during their lifetime. I think maybe he meets people at the point of death and then they can choose their choice being presumptuously informed by their life experience that would enable lots of ordinary folk or I guess normal people to come to the father. Mm -hmm. God bless Richard. You know, I've often thought about that too. Um, You know, what about the people who have, who live in the far reaches of the earth and have not heard the preaching of the gospel message? And, and I come to this same kind of understanding that, you know what, who am I to say who's going to make it to heaven or not? And God, Christ. You're, not. You're no one. Exactly. <laughs> I can say that. Exactly. And I'm not either. And Christ did say, I'm the only way. Right. But there is, but the Bible speaks clearly that there is a judgment after this life where we will stand before and every knee will bow. Right. You know, and, and so in essence, it. I, I can't say. I don't know when that'll happen. But I sure. I have come to a little bit more of the understanding that you know what, when it comes down to it, the you know you'll have an opportunity to stand before God and say, right, you know what do I choose? Yeah, gosh, it's just there's just so much in, uh, attached to that. You know, my first thought when when I first wrestled with this question was, what about the Jews? If if the Jews mm-hmm. uh, are God's chosen people, yeah. Then and then here comes Christ saying, "No, it's only through me." Then how how does that happen? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Um, and so I came to the same kind of conclusion of you know when when every knee is bowing and every tongue confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, when Christ returns, you will either be able to say, "I know that guy," or "I don't know that guy," right? Um, and but then you also have other scripture that says, "When that day comes, I will have sheep and I will have goats," and the yep. goats will say. You know, and you fed me, you clothed me, you you, you took care of me. And those people say, "Well, I don't remember seeing you. What are you talking about?" And he was like, "I was the bomb. I was the prisoner." And, and you I, took care of and me. You took and, care of me. And you are my people. Exactly. And there will be some th- people. I mean, there's you know, that, so you have to be able to have those two coexist and wrestle with those two. Yep. Um, with how God is basically saying, you know, are you loving me? Are you literally living out with my hands and my feet? this me and this planet and right. are you doing it just for a purpose you know just because you like greenpeace or are you doing it for me yeah and the only thing i will say is that may, while it may be possible for us to put off this decision 
I'm going to say that one of the reasons why I would not want to put off that decision myself, because if Jesus is the way, I want to make sure that I have the most time to influence the people I love to to learn about the possibility of the relationship with God. And just like you said, it, it's the relationship with God. The benefit isn't only in the eternal life. No. It's not in, or the no. afterlife. It's here. The er, eternal starts now. Yes. Eternal means from this point forward yeah <laughs> it's not eternal doesn't start down the road exactly and exactly. so yeah why not begin the blessings of of the things that god wants to pour out and bestow upon us right. here in this lifetime and why now? can't we start the restoration process of the earth of of community of of people i mean you know just why can't we start that now being the hands and feet of christ exactly one one last voicemail or one more last email this is from mary she wrote in regarding an episode of the almost daily devotional titled god is with us which is episode 57 at almostdailydevotional.com she says i have to say when i listened to this one i thought you were talking to my heart i have been going through so much and i felt that god has not been with me at all I feel that he has just let me go and has not been there when I needed him the most. So thank you for putting this one out. It came to me right at the right, just at the right time. Wow. And so, Mary, I'm so thankful that that episode number 57 at almostdailydevotional.com really helped you. And if you guys are out there and you feel that God has just left you and that he is not with you, I want to encourage you just go to almostdailydevotional.com, scroll back to episode 57. Yeah. And so uh, and and I'm going to pause for one second here. So I went ahead and uh, paused and now we're back and we do have a voicemail that has come in since we've been recording. And so let's go ahead and play this uh, call just as it's come in. Yeah. My name is Eric Kahn. I'm actually looking at one of your shows about the church podcast. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm a black male. I'm from New York. I just started a social network on a name platform, um, gospelsalive.com, G-O-S-P-E-L-S-A-L-I-V-E. I got a widget I'm creating right now. Um, it should be ready in about a month. That's going to allow gospel artists and church choirs to sell their ringtones and music and embed it and share it. Um, but I just was very interested in probably even doing something on your show um, I also use Ustream myself, so my number is nine one four. Okay, that, tell you what, that was too much of a commercial for me. So uh, we, from now on, I'll make sure to pre-screen the whole thing. You were just feeling really generous. Yeah, I, my goodness gracious! Ah, I love anyway. what you're doing. Let me give you an ad. Yeah. yeah. So that, uh, may if God, you want to know more about that, then you can yes. listen to the podcast Answer Man, and he can talk to you yeah. about about. Uh, how to <laughs> how, how to get your how to spread the word about your stuff right. in a way that contributes to conversation. Right. So, anyway, so I have another email. I apologize to everybody for not pre-screening that fully. Yeah. I just we I just, love you, man. We love yeah, you. We, we just, do. Yeah, and and go check. I mean, we, his his stuff was out. The sure, website address for his Ning, it's there. I'm not going to go and edit it out. Go no. check it out. Uh, gospelsalive.ning.com, whatever it was, but but yeah, let, let's just contribute to the conversation if you do call in. Right. So, um, so this this last email, that I think it's the last one, uh, yes, is from it is. Tess. Uh, Hi, Cliff and DG. I was delighted to hear your response to my long rambling questions on episode forty-one, and it's nice to know my accent brings such pleasure. Yes, <laughs> it, it does. does. So, almost all the podcasts I listen to are by Americans. So, when I hear myself speak on your show, my accent actually sounds a bit weird to me as well. The word, quote, podcast in particular, when spoken in English, people just sounds a bit weird somehow. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a smiley face wink. Oh, okay. I definitely felt, quote, heard in the sense that you treated my question respectfully, and I don't think you misunderstood anything I said, which I imagine is an advantage over voicemail feedback versus email. 
In retrospect, the only thing I regret was that I used the word Gnostic without checking its proper meaning. In fact, by Gnostic, I had intended to mean only that I trust my own moral compass and inner sense of wisdom more than I accept the authority of any written text. I'm certainly not a believer in any secret wisdom available to an elite. (laughs) Uh, As you discuss my comments in your show, I began to realize that the only fundamental difference in our view is that you fully accept the authority of the Bible, while I have never been able to do so. I read a long blog post recently that seemed to suggest this might be a, quote, personality thing. Some people are more able to accept an absolute external authority in their lives, while others like me will only trust their own experience, maybe because we never seem to find an authority worth submitting to. This is something that I've seen played out often in my life, work, family, relationships, as well as spirituality. It's not to say I am never persuaded by biblical wisdom or that I believe that wisdom in my own heart is somehow superior. The best I can do is to treat the Bible as wisdom against which I should continually test my own life. Sometimes I feel like scripture is challenging me to a far higher standards of kindness, compassion, sacrifice, and mercy. But other times I feel like biblical writers either missed the point or got too caught up in their own worldview. But we are, I believe, in love with the same God and feel the same yearning for him. So I feel a deep kinship with you both in your spiritual aspirations as I do with anyone of any religion who focuses their attention on love for God and creation. The, dis- the discipline and restraints we impose on ourselves all flow, I think, from this love. I hope in some future podcast you'll address the issue of biblical authority in greater depth. Uh, how does one come to an inner conviction regarding the truth of the Bible as opposed to, say, the Quran um, or even the Book of Mormon? Uh, do we have to invoke that other wonderful G word, grace? Apologies for making this an email feedback other than voicemail. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I feel as writing more thank you to offer for the feedback for your show. Hopefully I'll be around to listen to tomorrow's episode about the church in the chat room as I'm currently between jobs. Warmest regards, Tess. And we will be praying for your job. Uh, search there, Tess. And thank you for being in the chat room. Yeah, you made it. She's here. Now, there's no telling what time it is. <laughs> it's five years. It's five years. It's it's five years later. Wow, five years later. <laughs> it's five hours later than what it is here. So it's about, it's almost dinner time oh, okay. for her. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's awesome. But you know, I the first thing I wanted to, to be able to address to that is I, I really get scared I got to be honest with you uh-huh. I get very very scared when someone says I'm going to rely on my own wisdom than anything else oh yeah um, and that's that is the one sentence that makes me re, re, reiterate over and over again you have got to have community you've got to have community the Bible was never ever written and read without it being a community there it was always with community. Always in community. So therefore, the Spirit could be able to work through everyone that was listening and everyone that was reading it uh, to be able to come to an understanding of what was actually being said there. Um, and so I, I I have major problems with people who just read the Bible by themselves and tell you what it says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have major problems with that. Um, that's why it's always been to be in community. And the reason is, is because of what we were saying all, all this other stuff ago. I cannot trust uh, myself. I, I, I do not believe that I was created perfect from birth. And because I cannot trust myself, that means that I, what's stopping me, there's nothing stopping me from creating my own religion or doing this or saying that. And then it's just, I am the level I'm, I'm the, I'm the thing that's deciding what is right and wrong. Yep. And I have issues with that because I know a lot of mass murderers that they think that they are the ones that are deciding what is right and wrong yep. and I can do anything I want to do. Yep. Um, and, and one of the big Wiccan, which is witches and stuff like that, one of their big things is if it harm none, then it's okay to do it. Mm-hmm. 
but um, but what he's, what they're basically saying is I'm the one who's saying what harm is. Right. So, you know, and I, I, you know, if you take it to the nth degree, then you got major, major issues going on there. Right. Um, and so the, I just I really want to encourage Tess to, to be able to make sure that she's doing this in community, um, especially in, you know, of course, I'm Christian. I want you to do it in a Christian community uh, through your wrestling and, and your encouragements and stuff like that. Um, but but that's why I can say I can say without a doubt I completely agree with you. I will not just take scripture face value. Bam! I'll take it. I will read it, and I will read it in community. I will ask other people questions about it. I'll read commentaries, which is a community of. It's the, the great thing about commentaries is it's basically providing a community over centuries. Yep. Um, and you can and I, I am allowed to be able to wrestle with that text. That's what we do in our church. We wrestle with a text. It's not a sermon. It's not just saying, "Hey, this is what I read, and this is what I got out of it, and this is the way you got to live it." It is, hey, let's really wrestle with this and find out exactly how God desires for us to listen, to listen and to wrestle and to live it out. Um, so I just, I just wanted, to, I had to say that it's just a no. passion of mine to make sure we do it in community. And when I read stuff or hear stuff that's like, you know, I only trust myself. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I don't trust myself. I would never trust myself. If I did, man, I tell you, I, that's one of the great things about marriage for me is I have a wife that says, "Did you pray about that purchase?" You know, <laughs> yeah. Because if I didn't, if it was just me, man, dude, we can talk ourselves. We can, so, we can. Uh, what's that? Justify a lot of things. You can justify a lot, of a things. lot of things, and, exactly. And 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 you can. I mean, the truth is, is we have sinful tendencies, and we always can gravitate. Now, now, obviously, she is. She obviously is describing some of the more righteous and more holy uh, things when she says, as far as declaring what's right with social justice and things like that. Um, I, I just, I agree with you wholly about that, but um, the authority of the Bible, that is something that would be a great future discussion. I don't know if we want to just go straight into that next week. I sure. think, I think we need to take a couple lighthearted weeks, man. Yeah. 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 We've got, <laughs> we've got we, some boy, depth we, here. Dude, we, we've pulled out so many sharp instruments. We have no idea if we're going to have any listeners after this episode. <laughs> I mean, th- this may be it. I mean, it really could be. I mean, we could have just destroyed it all, man. But you know what? That's fine. I'll still do it with you. <laughs> all right, man. Cool. <laughs> it's still fun for me. I'll come back and listen. All right. So anyway, we want to say thank you to everybody, especially our, the one guy who sponsored all the episodes this month of about the church um he just asked that if you guys wouldn't mind please consider praying about a church in your local area that is not your own pray for the health of that local body of believers and folks if you are out there and you really do enjoy what we are doing here through about the church and the almost daily devotional and the multitude of other podcasts would you consider becoming a plus member at gspn.tv slash plus or if you want to contribute over and above that, just contact me at feedback at gspn.tv. And you know what? I am going to play this music one more time because we still need to say okay. that you can email us as well. Your questions, comments sure. at feedback at gspn.tv. Sure. But we prefer your two minutes or less voicemail, right. if possible, right. uh, at area code 859 795 Four zero six seven. And if well, do you accept it if they've like recorded their own? Oh yeah, you can record an MP3 file and, right. and send, send it via to. email too. Okay. So that's awesome. DG, wow, two hours of podcasting right back to back. Love you guys. Love you, Cliff. Mm-hmm.